This is The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. They're running a strange program, y'all. Now, here's Frank Morano. is the other side of midnight. I'm superstar Frank Morano. One of the things that uh, I really enjoy about everyone who ends up getting selected as the listener of the week is they really always live up to that because all the people that have been selected as listener of the week from uh, David in the Bronx, uh, Ellen in New Jersey, uh, you know, uh, Lisa in Connecticut, Anonymous, uh, Joe from Ronkonkoma, uh, Igor, Brandon. They, they all keep sending me great show ideas. And I'll tell you, I got yesterday or the day before, I've lost track of what day is what, I got an email from Neil yesterday that was a wonderful show idea. And I'm going to read you the email. I'm going to summarize a portion of it. He said, I just came back from a luncheon that my local Rotary Club gave the veterans. Neil writes, I sat with a 99-year-old veteran who stormed the beaches of Normandy on D-Day. I had tears running down my cheeks just being next to this man. So I was thinking... How about having a segment where people call in to tell something good that happened to them that day? Just an idea, and it's something unusual, and I don't believe it's ever been done. I'm not sure if it's ever been done, but I think it's a phenomenal idea. You know, I've tried to get into uh, gratitude journaling, and other people have written about this before, people much more intelligent than me. And, you know, I, I keep a journal, and one of the first things that I write, no, not one of the first, the first thing that I write is something that I'm grateful for. And the idea is that that uh, puts you in a different frame of mind. It takes, it puts you in a position where you're taking stock of uh, and being appreciative of the gifts that you have rather than worrying about, the things that you don't have. And it really puts you in a totally different frame of mind. I'm also reading a wonderful book right now by Robert Greene. It's called The Laws of Human Nature. I'm a big fan of Robert Greene. I've read many of his books. And there's a whole chapter in there about envy. And one of the laws of human nature, uh, as chronicled by Robert Greene, he makes a pretty compelling case going all the way back to uh, Mary Shelley, of all people. It has nothing to do with Frankenstein, but it's really an interesting anecdote that he includes in the book about Mary Shelley. One of the things that we all have to deal with is envy, meaning the envy of other people and how destructive that can be, and the very human element of envy within ourselves. And he comes up in this book 
with some ways to make sure that you don't this is my phraseology he's much more eloquent than i am but why methods for you not to become green with envy and one of the things that green suggests also is that same thing being grateful for what you have and i've read so much recently all about how important this is so I am going to adopt Neil's suggestion here. And I would love, love to have you call in right now at 800-848-9222. And we won't make it today since depending on where you are, the day is only a couple hours old. But tell me something good that has happened to you in the last 24 to 48 hours. It could be something that you you experienced, something that you watched, or something good that happened to you in the last 24 to 48 hours. 800-848-9222. That's 800-848-9222. I would love to hear whatever you've got. A couple of you have been patiently holding, so I'm going to try and get to you as many of you as possible as we can here. You're good enough to call, so let me get to uh, get to you guys. Uh, Paul is in Connecticut. Hi, Paul. All right, Paul's got other things to do. 800-848-9222. Steve is in Manhattan. Hi, Steve. All right, Frank. And uh, the last time I called you when we talked about the JFK assassination, my call was based on what the doctors at the uh, Parkland emergency room saw Kennedy's wounds and what they said. And they were, uh, the back of his head was an exit wound. And apparently the boys at Paramount Plus were listening to the show that night because they just came out with a documentary. Paramount Plus came out with JFK, what they saw. And these are the doctors in the emergency room. The seven of them, seven of the doctors in the emergency room got together for a conference several years back and they spoke about it. None of them agreed with the Warren Commission. All of them said the back of his head was an exit wound. And I said on your show, I'll get to Vietnam in a second, but I said on your show, the wound is in the back of his head. It's on the on the right side and low and it's totally blown out back there. But if you look at if you but if you think about it. How does that shot come from the grassy knoll, right? So uh, just some things to think about. But what we do know is the bullets that were fired at that uh, limousine could make turns. And four people who didn't finch or move or do anything but hold their ground was the babushka lady, the radio man, umbrella yeah. man. And yeah, that's actually Abraham's- covered in, uh, in Jack Roth's book. So when he comes back on Monday, we'll get into a bit, a bit further. Let me say Vietnam. Yeah, Vietnam? go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, Vietnam. President Kennedy did put military advisors in Vietnam. He put thousands of troops, special forces. To me, it looks like he's escalating it. You played the clip where they're talking about the domino effect, which is nonsense. When Johnson was president, he started it with the combat. He told the kids they'll be home for Christmas, but he didn't say what year. Uh, What happened there was they had timeouts in the the bombing. They let North Vietnam regroup and everything else, and they didn't try to win that war. Don't ever say we lost it. They didn't try to win it. Those American boys were gallant. Go to the Christmas bombings of 1972 when Nixon finally unleashes the B-52 bombers over Hanoi, over, over North Vietnam. And the pilots, the B-52 pilots were told, don't bomb the Hanoi uh, airport. 
The first B-52 bomber that got over that Hanoi airport blew it to kingdom come. And Joan Baez's, uh, her plane was there when they blew it apart and they turned it into Pebble All Beach. Right. Thank they didn't you. try it. They Thank didn't. you, Steve. 800-848-9222. Neil is in Baltimore. Neil, tell me something good that you that happened to you or that you witnessed. Well, good morning, Frank. And beyond the coffee roll and the coffee I just received, <laughs> which was a good thing. Sure. Uh, as, as you know, I have been playing piano for the assisted living. I have a renewed uh, appreciation for them because today I played for a woman who will turn 100 in December. And upon finishing playing and walking over to speak with the people at the table, she told me how much she appreciated me playing for her. And I thought that was the top of the heap. Oh, well, that's nice. And uh, how, I mean, for, for 100, and it sounds like she's still pretty spry for 100. She is. She's got all of her faculties, and she has a lot of stories to talk and tell about. So, you know, I grew up with an older Italian family and uh, really did appreciate the fact that I had uh, elder members of my family, and I can relate um, to them uh, very easily. Uh, all right, Neil. I like that. I like that. That's a good one. 800-848-9222. Matt Blaze, anything good happened to you in the last 24 hours? My first thought was I woke up. Well, still that's not alive. a bad one. I okay. mean, you know, you never know. And I'm in relatively good health. But not... anything specifically in the last day <sighs> that you could point to as something good that you experienced? I'd have to think about that for for a little bit. Right. I mean, so nothing really right. in particular that stands out than a normal day. All right. Well, come back to us if you like. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Matt Blaze. 800-848-9222 if you want to uh, if you want to tell me what what happened to you that was good in the last day or two. Pete is in New Jersey. Hi, Pete. Yeah, hi Frank there. The Bible. What it means is this, 5,000 years. It means Without your help, I created you out of nothing, but without your help, I am not able to salvage you because of your free will. And my name is the Most High. Your name is you who are not. My name is I am he who is. You are you who are not. And that's what the entire first and second uh, testaments of the Bible means. All right, so what did you make of what uh, Dr. Wright said in terms of why the Bible began? I say that all of the very, very complicated 5,000 years of argument debate um, gets in the way of what the Most High says, which is simply, I am he who is, and you are you right. who are not. All right, I, I think, and thanks, Pete, I, I think that's more of a, a religious interpretation, more of a theological interpretation as opposed to a historical and literary interpretation, which is where I think uh, Professor Wright was was coming from. But you know what? Different different strokes for different folks. A lot of people have been interpreting the Bible a lot of different ways. Why not that way? 800-848-9222. Alfredo is in Newark. Alfredo, tell me something good that happened to you in the last day. Yes, Frank, how are you? Uh, that happened to me two days ago, actually. I had a dream with a girl that I love, but, uh, you know, she doesn't care of me, you know, but uh, I would like to be with her. And uh, I had a dream with her, actually. She was kissing me. And uh, when I wake up, I was, the whole day, two days ago, I was so happy. 
Oh, well, so you went out with a girl, and when you woke up, she was kissing you? Is that is that what I got out of that? No. I dreamed with her. Oh, in my dream, I was Oh, it was a her. dream. Oh, yeah, of course. I see. Okay, so the good thing that happened to you was a dream. Oh, yeah, of course. That, for me, that's enough. With that girl, forget it. She's 10. She's she's uh, she's not 10 years old. She's a 10, I imagine. No. no. Puntuation, she's 10. <laughs> All right. Well, but, you know, she's not 10 years old. I want to be very clear. Alfredo's not that kind of a guy. 800-848-9222. I like that Alfredo. He is a character. Al is here in New York. Hello, Al. Hey, what's good is I finally got through. Listen. There you go. Uh, I have, uh, I wanted to comment early on other things. But sure. Be my guest. I get, uh, I get once in a while. I'm not going to. Uh, once in a while, I get premonitions. Earlier in the summer, I had asked you to perhaps buy something, and you look it up, as you usually do, something real quick on your laptop or whatever, and you said, you know, this looks good. I think I'm going to get it. I'd like to know if you did get it. Was it the the bleed X, the, the thing that makes you stop bleeding? Exactly. Yes, I absolutely did. Uh, I did purchase it, yes. Yeah. You carry that around with you when you're with your child walking and all that? Um, no, we no. And I wish I had it the other day when he fell and, and hit his chin um, because, well, I mean, it wasn't that bad, but um, I uh, I don't. Maybe we will keep it in his bag from now on. We keep it in the bathroom with the uh, bandages, but maybe you're right. Maybe we should just keep it with us going forward. Yeah, it'd be good to keep uh, keep handy. Uh, other thing is, uh, you, you know, I've uh, predicted, you know, I don't want to predict, but uh, Sometimes, like I've had friends, you know, they, 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 the wife is pregnant. Hey, when do you think? I I say numbers, and guess what? It's scary, you know. They come right out to the to the number, you know. And uh, I, I remember, like I don't know, but, uh, about two years ago, I believe it was October twenty sixth on your show at the one hour ninety one minute. If you put that on one time, listen to it, and it's only a minute or two. But see if I'm just guessing willy-nilly or do I feel compelled to tell you something that I don't even know why I want to tell you about uh, when your son will be born. So I had said, uh, uh, I know it's wrong, but I think Thanksgiving Day. So I don't know if that's still there. Have you ever had it? Uh, but uh, I think we I do. I have to look. I have to look. We've gone through a lot of... Uh... 191. Listen, the good thing that happened to me, like I don't have uh, Howie Wells to listen to or John Sterling, but I got you. You're always giving a great quality show, four hours in and out. Curtis does his thing. He's good. But I'll tell you what, you're varied. Everybody and anything, always have them. You give people the time of day. And you know what? Now you're nationwide, and you totally deserve it. And I congratulate you. Well, that's very nice of you, Al. I appreciate all that. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. And uh, if I don't talk to you, have a happy Thanksgiving. That's a nice guy there. But, um, you know, the one thing that he mentioned, not to be uh, self-congratulatory, is, I mean, if you look at the number of things that we have covered just in the course of the last three hours and 20 minutes, is there another radio show in America that has this amount of variety in this amount of time? You know, somebody commented in one of the uh, podcast reviews that, um, it, you know, what I like about this show, meaning our show, is that it's like the weather where I live. If you don't like what's being discussed, just wait 15 minutes 
and something you are interested in will come about. So if you want, and I wear that very proudly, I do think we cover a lot of ground and hopefully we'll find something that's of interest to you. If you want to leave us a podcast review, we'd certainly appreciate it. You go on iTunes, just search the other side of midnight, hit the subscribe button. And uh, you can also give us a five-star review that really does uh, help expand the v- the visibility of the show. And uh, also, if you make a nice comment, that'll help more people discover the show. Matt Blaze, you were saying you, you have that audio of um, of Al? Yeah, I think I remembered that we, we cut it up, and I have it. All right, let's hear it. What is my wife's first name? Oh, my God. How can I not notice? Not Rebecca, uh... How can I not notice? My God, she's going to give birth early on Thanksgiving. It's amazing. This is like Art Carney. The honeymoon is uh, Rebecca. No, no, it's not Rebecca. Uh, How can I not know that? Unfortunately, Al, it is Rachel. It is Rachel. <laughs> Rachel, Rachel, Rachel. I, I see that she's going to give birth a little early this year. I really do. Well, I you might her. be right about that, but uh, it yeah. is you're not right about her name being Rebecca. He said it. He did indeed. He and that did. Was, that he was, was right. October 26, 2021. That's impressive. He, he must have a, uh, you know, if, if Al wants to earn some extra money, maybe we can go partners on a 900 number or something because uh, that's pretty on the money. To pick Thanksgiving is pretty good. 800-848-9222. Bill is in Tennessee. Bill, tell me something good that happened to you. I tell you what, I'm happy to do that. Teaching my uh, eight-year-old granddaughter to play chess and soon she's going to beat me i love that Happy time. i love that you know it's funny i taught both of my brothers how to play chess and uh they're both great chess players now especially my brother alexander he teaches chess and one of the best of all times uh so i love hearing that bill that that's great that is a good thing that's wonderful thank you 800-848-9222 david is in pittsburgh david give me something good that happened to you well, something good that might happen to you is you're going home to a woman that has a very sexy name, Rachel. Thank I haven't you. heard that name in a while. Wow. wow. And uh, happy trails. Anyway, a good thing that happened to me was I got contacted by Wilson College in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, to do a presentation on an agricultural matter. Uh, and I talked to them today, the professor there, her name is Chris. And it was a very lengthy, good conversation, and it looks like it's going to happen. It's a golden opportunity for me to start a possible uh, presentation or lecture tour in the subject I'm interested in in agriculture. That's great. It, it, it was great. Congratulations. It, it really was. I, I, I think even, even another total turn-on is Chris might very well be very Amish. And Amish girls are a big turn-on to me. I'm not Amish myself. But uh, over there in Lancaster, around Chambersburg, uh, her name is spelled, I think, with appropriate Amish uh, lettering. And uh, she just, uh, I was thinking about that later, and it's really a total turn-on. I'm totally turned on, especially by your show, but it's not coming in good in Pittsburgh today. There must be too many clouds in the atmosphere. All right. Well, sorry about that, David, but um, congratulations on that and uh, and the Amish and all that. 800-848-9222. you got Gnome Laden coming up in a minute. Brian Kilmeade coming up shortly. Steve is in Virginia. Hello, Steve. Hello, Frank. How are you? I'm doing okay. Better if you hadn't called. Rusty is in the Queens. Hello, Rusty. 
Yes, Frankie. Forget about that guy telling you about all this stuff with the Bible. It all started out, an old Jew told me this. These old Jews were sitting under an olive tree. Well, you know, that's when civilization started and everything. People get married, and there was, they were making laws like, you know, don't steal and do this. And that's how they came up, because there was, like, degenerates there. They were going with their mothers and everything. These things were happening, bad things. So they decided we'll make this Ten Commandments like a law. And that's how this thing started. Not all this other baloney. They had to make a structure like, you know, because civilization, you know, guys going with their grandmothers and different things, degenerate things, stealing, everything like that. So that's what happened. How do you know it was an olive tree, Rusty? Because this was in like in Egypt, like, you know oh, what okay. I mean? All right. Well, Israel. You know, Israel. If there's anything the that does. Commandments, does. Does that sound right to you? Like a structure, like wars. You know, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm a Dems and those guys, but I'm just saying all this other baloney. They had to make a, like laws. Don't steal. Don't kill. Don't go with your All good things. All good like- things, uh, Rusty. Thank you. Terry is in Rockland. Hi, Terry. Hi, Frank. What I accomplished today that I'm grateful for is that I got a lot of things done that I kept uh, procrastinating about. But mostly I'd like to tell you something about gratitude I heard Uh, A wonderful quote. May I tell you about it? Please, yes. Okay. What if we wake up tomorrow with only what we were grateful for today? I like that. That is, uh, I I think that's a wonderful quote and uh, a very refreshing philosophy. I like it, too. It's really inspiring. Yeah. It's really really helped me make a lot of changes in my life. Oh, I bet it has, Terry. Uh, Thank you very much. All right. Noam Layden is here. We'll get a look at what's in the news, and we'll chat with Brian Kilmeade in a bit, who I believe is in Tennessee today as well. So we'll get an update from him. Where in the world is Brian Kilmeade? One never knows. Noam Layden joins us straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 
Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. It's the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. At half past the hour on the other side of midnight. You want to know what kind of music we're playing? Join our Facebook group. Uh, just go on to Facebook and search Morano Radio Fans and Haters. That's M-O-R-A-N-O, Radio Fans and Haters. The uh, only person who's almost universally loved in the Facebook group is the gentleman that I'm fortunate enough to speak to every morning around this time. Stand by for the other side of midnight's news. Side of Midnight and its affiliated stations present national and international news with Frank Morano and news director Noam Layden. Their summary of the world news and personal comments. Get the rest of the story. Give us the rest of the story, Noam. I will, Frank. We've done this story before. Dine and Dash. It has become epidemic in the UK. And one story after another of these families going in and having meals and then running out and not paying the bill. Not why, uh, not sure why it's become so big in the UK, but it has. And more recently, it's become bigger among older adults, the least people, least likely people you'd expect to do this. So they're this case of these four essentially senior citizens in their 70s coming into a restaurant in Yorkshire. It's a <laughs> Mexican-Italian restaurant. I don't know if I'd walk oh, into a Mexican-Italian. I love that. Really? It's yes. A very odd combination, I wanna, right? I want to, you know, eggplant Parmesan taco. Sounds well, great. Well, they have stuff like that on the menu, and then they have, you know, the stuff the English like, like beef stroganoff and uh, mile-high tortilla pie inside this restaurant in Yorkshire. Okay. All of a sudden, my enthusiasm is diminished. Exactly. So they sit down, This four, uh, these four people, and they're close to the uh, exit or to the entrance of this uh, restaurant, and they order everything on the menu that's incredibly expensive. Then they have drinks galore. When the beef stroganoff comes off, this is just about two weeks ago, when it comes out, they complain that it doesn't taste good, so the restaurant comps them around of another round of drinks. Then they stay and they continue to eat as this band plays. Then they order another round of drinks. So now this bill is about five, six, seven hundred bucks, right? When they get ready to go, they order one final round of drinks. And when they do, the woman walks back and she's not only the waitress, but also the bartender. She goes back to make them drinks. They are seen on closed circuit TV looking around to see if anybody sees them. 
All four of them put on their jackets. They walk out of this restaurant without paying their oh. bill. Okay, so this has happened. Like I said, it's happening all the time. So the owner of this restaurant says, you know, I can't afford to lose money like this. So what does she do? She goes to social media and she puts up the closed circuit camera, the surveillance camera video of these four people and begs anybody who recognizes them to at least shame them, if not tell them to come back and pay. Well, this becomes a huge story in the UK. You pick up the sun, uh, you pick up the Daily Mirror. It's in the paper, the pictures of these four, and nobody can identify them. Nobody's coming forward to say who they are. And maybe it's somebody people who know they are aren't saying anything to maybe not embarrass them. So uh, finally, there is a resolution to this story yesterday. Uh, last night, uh, the woman, Rachel Eid, who owns this restaurant, she gets a phone call from somebody and says, listen, I don't want to identify myself, but I am one of the four people mm. that were eating at that restaurant. Uh, I'm going to give you my credit card. I want you to charge uh, me for the meal. So she does, and the credit card thing goes through, and she hangs up. So she gets paid in the end, but she doesn't know who these four people are. And we, and still, right now, we don't know who these four are. Well, at least she got paid. I hate to hear that she had to go to those lengths. I yeah. don't know what, why people do this. Man. Yeah, and and why in, is it an epidemic in the UK? There's usually such polite people exactly. there. Yeah. Have you ever had this fantasy that you befriend a curmudgeonly uh, old stranger who um, bequeaths you something that's worth all kinds of money on their Absolutely. deathbed? Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I want you to introduce That's why I'm so you. So nice to everybody. Yeah. So I'll introduce you to Fred Herman, who was a dog walker, or still is, on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. He becomes very good friends with this uh, gentleman, uh, Isidore Silver, who is a college professor, an older guy. He walks his dog, and um, as he becomes sick, he looks over at Mister Herman and he says, um, "You know." I once represented this very famous painter named Chuck Close. Chuck Close, uh, his paintings go for millions of dollars. He's no longer alive. So well, he said, okay, you know, just an interesting fact. Then he mentions it more recently again, uh, this being about two years ago, that um, I have this painting that Chuck Close gave me when I represented him in a case. So, okay. Then he mentions it a third time even more recently as he's very sick, and he says, I want you to have this painting. It's rolled up in my attic. So uh, sure enough, three days after he tells Mr. Herman that he wants him to give have this Chuck Close painting, he passes away. Mm. So now you have this guy, uh, Herman, who has been a dog walker, thinks, I am going to be fabulously wealthy. I've been a dog walker sure. my whole life. Here's my ticket to get out of this tiny little studio apartment I live in on the Upper West Side. And he brings it to Sotheby's uh, auction house. And they're like, you got to be kidding me. Where's this thing been? So they go to authenticate it. And the day before the auction takes place, they cannot authenticate it. They can't find any uh, anybody that has any idea of where this painting came from. So they pull the painting from the auction. And not only do they do that, but they charge Mr. Herman for preparing the painting, which is like 1200 bucks, money he doesn't have from being a dog walker. All right, fast forward a little f while further. He goes to every auction house in New York across the country. Nobody will take it on after Sotheby says no. Then this picture just recently uh, is seen in a college newspaper from the 1960s. And so they say, oh, okay, this is really a Chuck Close painting. They're able to authenticate the fact that it is. So now Herman's going crazy. I am going to be a millionaire, right? So this week, a auction house in Texas puts it up for auction, 
And uh, Herman is on spilches, as he says, which is like a Yiddish word, like his stomach's going crazy. He can't believe he's going to just be winning so much money from this painting. And uh, the auction goes on. There's only one bidder, a guy from a Long Island, a father and son. And they bid $40,000 on it, once, twice, sold for $40,000 to this uh, these two guys on Long Island who just said they wanted his a Chuck Close painting. And uh, that's it. Whatever it was, this uncertain painting would not make Mr. Herman a wealthy man. He says $40,000, you know, that's all right. Of course, the auction house takes a percentage of that, and he'll be left with whatever is uh, that's left from that. So his <laughs> dreams of being a millionaire from helping out this old guy, curmudgeonly guy on the Upper West Side, do not come true. You can't complain about found money, though, yeah. right? I mean, it's $40,000. Yeah, but he, he was dreaming. Chuck Close paintings go for millions of dollars. This one, for whatever reason, only went for 40 That's what they say. Pride cometh before yeah. the fall, right? Mm-hmm. Well, thank you sure. very much, Noam. And now you know the rest of the story. 800-848-9222. We're going to try and get a hold of uh, of Brian Kilmeade. But in the meantime, that'll give me more opportunity to chat with you. June is calling from WCBM in Baltimore. Hello, June. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Two days ago on Tuesday, I was lucky enough to take part on that incredible march in Washington to free the hostages and in support of Israel. It was the most amazing day, I guess, next to my marriage and birth of my kids, maybe the most amazing day in my life. That's wonderful. Yeah. Almost 300,000 people, no problems, no aggravation, no fighting, no anything. Peaceful, peaceful demonstration. Let's not forget bring them home. Yeah, well said, uh, June. Absolutely. Thank you very much for that. All right. Um, we're, you know, I guarantee you Brian is confused by the time zone because he's probably in another area of the country. And, you know, it's funny. We texted yesterday and I said, you know, you're probably busy this week. I know you're in Florida. You're in Tennessee. Do you want to still do this thing tomorrow? He said, yes, absolutely. All right. Okay. So there we go. We don't have Brian. Just as well, because I have a lot of stuff that I want to get to. First, it'll give me the opportunity to give you my football picks, which have been eh, pretty mediocre of late, if I'm being honest. Last week, I got um, six games correct. And I, um, the, it is funny because I have two cousins that are in this pool. Both of them tied to win last week. They both got only nine games correct, so I was only three off the the mark. But um, it was, uh, you know, you have to. It goes to a tiebreaker situation, but whatever. All right. So even though I've been in a little bit of a slump, uh, because June is such a great caller and WCBM has given us such great listeners for Thursday night game, and this is with the point spreads included, by the way. With the Thursday night game, the Ravens are playing the Bengals. I'm taking the Ravens on Sunday. Cleveland and Pittsburgh. I'm going with Pittsburgh because we had that caller, David, who was a little bit of a a character a little while ago. Uh, On Sunday, we have Houston and Arizona. I don't have a strong preference here either way, honestly. I'll go with Arizona because they have an independent senator in Kirsten Sinema, and I'm an independent. You got the Chargers and the Packers. I'll go with the Chargers uh, because I have a brother-in-law that's on the – that lives out there in L.A. Uh, Redskins, or they're not the Redskins anymore. They're whatever they are, the uh, commanders. Uh, the Washington football team is playing the Giants. I'll go with the Giants because I'm a homer and because I always bet against the team formerly known as the Redskins because it's just terrible that they change their name all the time. 
Jacksonville is playing Tennessee. I'm going to go with Tennessee because of our two great affiliates there, WUCT and the mighty 990 KWAM. A great group of folks, great group of uh, Tennessee listeners we have. Detroit is playing the Bears. Detroit favored by 10.5, and and luckily for them, I am going with them because of all the great listeners we have at WFDF. Miami playing the Raiders. Very interesting. Miami heavily favored by eleven and a half points. I'm going with uh, I'm going with the Raiders though to come within that eleven and a half points because I um, my uh, my I had three very close friends that were in Las Vegas last weekend and they invited me to go with them and I uh, I didn't end up being able to go but I felt like I was with them there in spirit and they briefed me and everything that was going on so I'm going with the Raiders out of solidarity with them uh Dallas is playing Carolina again not a strong rooting interest there I'm going to go with Carolina cuz my friend Bill Cortez who called this program recently he uh, recently got married and I'm a little bit behind in sending him a wedding gift I don't know what to send him and I don't have the money to send it so I am hoping that a Carolina Panthers win will suffice as a wedding gift. Uh, San Francisco is playing Tampa Bay. I'm going to go with San Francisco. Seattle is playing the Rams. I'll go with the Rams there again. I have some loyalty to, uh, you know, to that area of the country. Buffalo is playing the Jets. I usually go with Buffalo and I usually go with the Jets. So I'll go with the Jets, even though they're in New Jersey rather than New York. Because at least um, they didn't ask us for a billion dollars for their stadium. Uh, Denver's playing Minnesota. I'll take uh, Minnesota, the land that gave us Jesse Ventura. And uh, the Monday night game is uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Eagles. Both good teams. Both good teams. But I'm going with the Chiefs because that is a more politically incorrect name than the Eagles. So those are my my picks. Guaranteed to maybe not win you money, but... Hopefully it won't lose you any money if you go with those if you go with those picks. All right, I want to wish a, again a uh, a happy birthday to a daily listener of ours, John Sharp who is celebrating his 61st birthday today. Happy birthday John Sharp. Hopefully it is a good one. And then um you know, I want to thank the folks that invited me to the Giants of Broadcasting luncheon yesterday. It was actually Tuesday. A really great event. Now, I knew it was going to be a great event, but the problem was it was a great event that began at 11.30. I am normally sound asleep at 11.30, but it was uh, a lot of fun, and I knew this was going to be the case where it was great, and I was glad that I went, and it was a bunch of great people, but I would have probably, if you gave me the choice of sleeping a normal schedule and waking up two hours later or going to this event, I probably would have taken the sleep. But I feel like I owed it to all the folks that invited me there. So I went there, a real fun event. This was, you know, I live by a code where I, whatever someone compliments me on whatever lapel pin I'm wearing, I give it to them. And... Uh, our friend, Dr. Judy Kuriansky, a regular listener to this show, she was there. Uh, she uh, I was at her table, actually. She's apparently on the board of whatever group this is that does these Giants of Broadcasting Awards. And she was the first person to compliment me 
on these new lapel pins that I had custom made, which I'm now selling for seven dollars. But um, it was the it's the New York State pin, the American flag pin, and the uh, New York City flag lapel pin. It's three flags on one lapel pin. My problem with it is I had no idea when I was designing this how small it was going to be. So Dr. Judy did one of these. She goes, oh, that's so nice. I said, oh, let me give it to you. And then she said uh, she was grateful. She was appreciative. And she said, oh, what is it? And uh, that's how small it was. She couldn't even tell what it was. But gave away my first one with them. I got to see a lot of my colleagues, both people that I work with now, our uh, General Manager uh, Chad Lopez, our General Counsel uh, Emily Panko, and uh, Rita Cosby, who does a terrific nationally syndicated radio talk show in her own right. She was sitting next to me. Uh, A lot of great award winners. Tony Danza won an award. Uh, Nina Totenberg from NPR won an award. And you know what a fan I am of Tony Danza. Uh, Juju Chang won an award. And then a lot of behind-the-scenes people all won awards. They did a great job. It was an open bar and a top-shelf open bar, which was great. And because I took the bus in with all the going, taking the bus back in, taking the bus back out, that means you get to sleep on the way in and on the way out. So I had no qualms about having two or three drinks and taking a nice little nap on the bus ride back. And, you know, Dr. Judy introduced me to two friends of hers that were at our table. And these two people kind of became my little mini social group for the day. You know how it is. Again, I've never met these people before. I'll probably never see them again. But you know how that is when you meet someone at a party and you're by yourself, they're by yourself and you happen to be sitting with them. That becomes your little group. So the three of us, we formed a little, even though, again, like I said, we didn't know each other from Adam, we formed the mini little social circle for the day. And it was fun because you had this one guy um, named Holt who was actually an actor and a boxer. And most of the acting that he does, he plays boxers. In fact, he played uh, Teddy Atlas in the uh, film Tyson, the HBO film Tyson, which I just loved. And I've seen him in that many times because I've seen that film many times. And he's an interesting guy because he was going to work right after that event to film a scene as a boxer. And again, this is a very nice guy. I don't want to sound like I'm saying anything negative about him. I was with this guy for two hours. Nice guy. Again, uh, very down to earth, very friendly. I, I don't have a bad word to say about him, even though this sounds like I'm going to say a bad word about him. In the two hours that we were together, He must have mentioned that he's going to go box with Steven Spielberg's son, Sawyer Spielberg, for something that they were shooting. He must have mentioned that, no exaggeration, 35 times in the two hours. Hey, uh, do you want a drink? Ah, you don't know. I would love to, but I'm actually right after this. I'm going to, wherever he's going, I'm going to box uh, Steven Spielberg's son, Sawyer Spielberg. All right, someone comes over to the table. I um, hope this is uh, Shirley. Oh, Shirley, hi. You know, this is uh, this is Holt. Ah, uh, yeah, so, so what are you doing later? Oh, I'm going to box uh, Steven Spielberg's son, Sawyer Spielberg. <laughs> like, he couldn't just say, I had to work, or I'm going to shoot something, or I've got to go to the gym, I can't be all drunk, or whatever. He had to make sure to say um, that uh, he was going to box uh, Sawyer Spielberg. By the way, Brian Kilmeade just texted me, so just make sure he's in the loop. He just texted me, uh, okay, question mark. So if we can chat with him, 
That's great. Just if you can call him on his uh, mobile phone. So um, it was a fun day. And uh, the one thing that uh, <laughs> there was another fellow at the table who made a big deal over the fact that he lived in France. For five years, and for those reasons, he couldn't um, he couldn't eat the kind of regular food that they were serving. He had a very high standard for wine and for cheese and everything like that. And then he picks up something from the table and he hands it to me and he says, "Do you like goat cheese? I'm telling you, this is very good goat cheese." And he clearly has eaten some of it and put it on his cracker or whatever. And I said, hold. Um, actually, it wasn't hold. It was, might have been somebody else. I said, I do like goat cheese, but that's not goat cheese. That's butter. And this is a guy that was claiming to live in France for forever. So I thought that was interesting. The other thing uh, that I thought was interesting is you go to the bar, you order whatever drink you want, and they were very good about that kind of thing. But I said, all right, I'll take a Glenlivet neat, please. They said, oh, we can't give you anything neat. We have to put an ice cube in it. I said, okay, put an ice cube in it. What are they gaining by not just serving it to me neat? Why can't they just put, I mean, if they're concerned about people walking around drunk or wasting their supply of scotch, just give less scotch. What are they gaining by putting one tiny little ice cube in there? That didn't make sense. And then at the uh, at the end, uh, the person that invited me said, all right, now that you showed up to something, I can start inviting you to more and more things again. I think, oh, that's great. That is great. All right, 800-848-9222. Uh, Joe is in Orange County. Hello, Ar- uh, hello, Joe. How you doing, Frank? I just, I'm amazed with your football picks. You have a friend that lives over here. Your brother-in-law's out in L.A. I mean, it's pretty interesting. But can you get me the lotto numbers? Uh, you know, I have not had any luck with that at all. So uh, that one, uh, that one is a tougher one. Okay, and, and another on a quick note, I'm good. I was good friends with Bill Gotti. Oh, that's funny. I was just something. talking about him yesterday. Yes, I know. I listen to your show every day. Nice. This man is a complete gentleman, and to me, he's a saint. He he's a legit. Of course, he's a very legit man. He has the restaurants and the winery. And it's, you know, it's just amazing how a family could be split up in two different ways like that. You You know, know? it's funny. You know who else has nothing but great things to say about him is Peter King. Oh, okay. Yeah. I I go back with the family years and, you know, for years, you know, I'm, you know, I'm I'm up in age there, but uh, he's a gentleman. His kids are great. They're all in the business. And it's it's just, it's just amazing. I mean, I I know you talk to the, to the other side a lot, which I've I, you know, I met John, you know, a senior, I, you know, and I met the kids here and there. But uh, to, to have a guy like this, I mean, he, he's such a gentleman, Frank, meaning that he's other, you know, the other side thinks they're so much better than them, than him. And they joke about him, but it's just, you know, because they don't really talk. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, no, I did. Really I mean, I, but it was, you know, it was very much in good humor. Uh, no, Joe, no, I do understand that. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I understand that, Frank. But I'm just saying is that, you know, here's a man that did everything on his own, didn't have nobody else's help. And I'm sure they could have helped him, you know, do more. 
uh, in the crooked business that they were in. You, you understand where I'm going with that. Yeah, I, I agreed. And again, I've heard nothing but good things about him from, from yeah. everybody, including Peter King. Joe, thank you for that. All right, we're going to do 15 seconds of fame in a moment. Uh, my apologies to Brian Kilmeade, who we had the wrong number for, but I do want to mention tomorrow he is going to be in uh, Brentwood, Tennessee at the uh, Barnes & Noble out there. And uh, the following day... He's going to be in Chattanooga, Tennessee, probably looking for a choo-choo. And uh, we have a lot of great listeners in Tennessee. And uh, if you want details on that, you can just go to briankilmead.com. Brian's a great guy. And uh, if you have the opportunity to read his new book, you really uh, ought to be able to love it. It's uh, called Teddy and Booker T. It's a wonderful piece of history and just uh, really, really terrific. All right. 15 seconds of fame straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight. It's The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. Side of Midnight by Stevie G and the Salad Forks, a terrific song that is actually no longer available on iTunes. All right, uh, we're going to give you an opportunity to be heard for 15 seconds at uh, 800-848-9222 as part of... The Other Side of Midnight. This is 15 Seconds of Fame. Lisa... Okay, so I have a quote by Audrey Hepburn. She said, nothing is impossible. The word itself says, I'm possible. I like that. That's a good one. Rocky. Do you pick to me? Jerry. Rudy Giuliani is the man. If you do something because you're afraid, you're a child, please, all of you other hosts, Stand up for Trump and that election fraud that are going on and the prosecution problem. Mike. Morning, Frank. No no fisticuffs in Congress yesterday. Um, Going forward, instructions on eye gouging will be available, along with folding chairs, ring ropes, and a mud pit if the lady members feel so inclined. Charlie. I really missed the $1,000 minute. It was my favorite part of the show. I would wake up for it, even though I never got my $100 prize from two years ago. E. Frank. Do you think that Eric Adams was interested in listening to Curtis Lewa on the weekends? <laughs> that's a good question, and that is above my pay grade. All right, that slams the lid on things for today. Uh, tomorrow, uh, we're scheduled to talk with Mark Shaw a little bit about the Kennedy assassination. We also have Ask Frank Anything, so come armed with some good questions and uh, denunciations. There's a lot of people 
that I have to denounce this week. I'm sure you can imagine who some of them are. Until then, I hopefully you have a wonderful day. Frank Moreno, good day.